What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Big June, here with another episode of the Smokers Lounge, where sports discusses become sports debates, and so on and so on, man. As y'all know, it's the month of July. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe, me and aware. Remember, the pandemic is still out there. And um, hopefully, everybody, my fans and, and family and friends in New York is being not safe. And then, I want to wish a happy birthday to my son, Andrew, 19. Becoming a man, boy. Love you. But like I always say in these shows, man, sports discussions become sports debates and so on and so on. And today, Smokers Lounge, we're going to have our first discussion. And if this is a debate, hey, let it be a debate. I want welcome everybody to the show. My brother, Macho. And um, you know what I'm saying? He's going to give us a couple of words. Let him know what he's talking about, man. Welcome to the show, man. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Macho. Me and June go way back. All our discussions usually lead into debates, especially with sports. NFL being number one. His team being the Jets and mine's the Patriots. So you already know how them debates going to go. Now I'm Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get ready. Let's do this. So, you know, I did a prior episode, Who's the Greatest, LeBron versus Jordan, and uh, had some good feedback on that one. And they asked me when I was going to do the NFL version of it. So today's the day, folks, and I decided, uh, me and Mach, we're going to give you who's the greatest quarterback of all time. Is it Joe Montana or is it Tom Brady? Well, I'm going to ride out with Joe Montana and I'm going to throw some numbers out for y'all. Joe Montana, born June 11th, 1956, played collegially at Notre Dame, was drafted in the third round with the 87th pick in the 1979 draft, played for the 49ers from 1979 to 1992, and sporadically with the Kansas City Chiefs from 93 to 94. Appeared in four Super Bowls, winning all four, by the way, in 82, 85, 89, and 90, while also winning three Super Bowl MVPs. And also was an eight-time Pro Bowler. From 1979 to 1994, just picture the numbers that he accumulated throughout his great, illustrious career. Passing attempts, 5,391. Pass completes, 3,409. Percentage, 63.2. Touchdowns, 273. Interceptions, 139. Passing yards, 40,551. A passer rating of 92.3. Rushing yards, hi, Joe. 1676, 1,676 rushing yards. And also had 20 rushing touchdowns. Was a first-team All-Pro three times in 87, 89, and 90. A second-team All-Pro three times as well in 81, 83, and 84. NFL Offensive Player of the Year in 1989. So, um, league MVP 89-90 Back to back for your ass Two time athlete of the year 89-90 as well Two time passing leader 87-89 1980s athlete of the decade So I just gave you some numbers My man Joe Super Joe Joe Cool And I'm gonna pass it off to my man Masa He's been son about Brady uh, Yeah man It's your man Brady His numbers up Alright So Born in San Mateo California Brady. His college was Michigan. He was drafted at the sixth round. The late bloom pick, <laughs> 199, and that was in the year 2000, of course. So he got his chance to play because uh, Blitzo got hurt. Thanks, us. We started that shit. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jets put that big hurting on him. Mo Lewis, man. <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> so in 
so yeah um so he got he got a chance to show what he got or whatever and then you know better check seen what he liked and even then when blitzo came back still gave blitzo um the edge to start and then i guess he ain't seen what he liked it in one of the the playoff the round one of the uh playoff games so he put brady in and from there everything just took off so we're, we're looking at nine super bowl appearances six wins and three losses impressive those wins coming in at 01, 03, 04, 07, and 11. Them Giants, you know, they edged it out. Shit, y'all stole one against the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the next one. 2014. That was that um that pick. Man, Butler. Yeah, right at the fucking goal line. That shit called me two suits. Yeah. A, uh, a chocolate for a surprise and, and, uh, and a cigarette on Rikers Island and I was locked up at the time. <laughs> Shit, even, yeah. even I was nervous because I was like, damn, they should have gave it a beast mode and I'm there like, fuck, they gonna give it a beast mode, they gonna give it a beast mode. Uh, hey, I thought you see it, <laughs> There's no way, there's no way. And then, you know, in every Super Bowl, you always have that one catch, right? And the dude had that one catch that he yeah. called it and, and he kept going and he thought he was gonna score. You feel like this is it. There's no way the Patriots are gonna stop him. There's no way they're not gonna give Marshawn Lynch the ball. But they did. Exactly. And the rest is fucking history. It's crazy. Huh? Yeah, oh, what he did, what he caught it with his legs, though, right? Yeah, it, was, it was some crazy. <laughs> you know, in the Super Bowl, it's always one wacky catch. And I forgot who it was. It might have been Doug Baldwin or the dude who went to the Jets. Right? I forgot the wide receiver that he played with us for a year, so he was a bum. Might have been Doug. No, that wasn't Doug. No, it wasn't Baldwin. It was another one. I can't remember his name. But you know, they had that catch in the, in the Super Bowl and they felt like, you know what, there's no way that Seattle's gonna blow this. Like, there's no way. Exactly. <laughs> but they, they found it. But who could forget, let's get back to the numbers. Who could forget the infamous Falcon Patriots Super Bowl? Oh yeah. Huh? Like, really? That was the next one on <laughs> the next win, 2016. Being down 28 to three. And then Brady just turned it on. Yo, man. Yo, you know what, man? Let me tell y'all something real fast, man. Your smokers loves, man. I was in my boy Macho's crib, man. Rest in peace, my little brother, man. You know? And we, we was doing it up now. We had our Super Bowl party and all that shit. So, you know, I'm nice. I'm, I'm nodding out on, the, on the sofa. You know, I had the itis. No, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> so, you know, my man Wizzy's like, yo, you, you need to get up, man. Yeah, the Patriots just scored again. I'm like, huh? What? Again? What you mean again? <laughs> when I look, I'm like, nah, this can't be it. Nah, that's... What? What the fuck? Yo. 28-3. I'm comatose on my man's sofa. Rest in peace. I love you, baby. Yo. Phenomenal game. Tremendous yeah, comeback. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tremendous. Add to the, you know, to the prestigious to what Tom Brady, the aura he has. That Super Bowl appearance, that performance. And even the one when they lost to the Eagles. His numbers in that one were yeah, phenomenal as well. Yeah. You know, listen, I, I hate the Patriots. I'm going to give niggas the respect and they do when they deserve it. And now Tom Brady's had a beautiful career. I'm glad you have my division. Thank you. It might have been a little too late, but I'm glad you're fucking off the AFC East. Get ahead with yourself, nigga. So, yeah, yeah. even that, on that in that game, I was, just, I was just saying, Leo, at least at least we made it to the Super Bowl. Fuck it. At least we made it to the Super Bowl. We fucking wet the bed, but we made it. And then slowly but surely, and I was thinking all they need to do 
It's just just one run play. Just one. And I don't know who's that, Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking. And they were just throwing the ball, throw the ball. And then Matty Ice. Well, that game he ain't have no ice in his veins. He melted. <laughs> he, he melted. melted. <laughs> he, he melted. He must have hit an iceberg or something. That motherfucker was nowhere to be found. And you know what? You can't even blame it on him because if they would have stood aggressive and not got passive and want to hand the ball off because they were comfortable and, and lead it comfortably, then you could understand that. But when you face it with a team like the Patriots and you're dealing with Brady and Belichick, they put up seven. You can't give them opportunity. They put up seven. Hit seven for you. It's seven more. You know how to count? What's another yeah, seven? Yeah. Like, there are certain teams you cannot play around with. Like, field goals is not going to get it done. And when you face the Patriots, or at least when you face them, when they had Tom Brady on the center, like business. You give them the ball. It doesn't matter how much time was it. He's going to make plays. Referees is going to suck him off a little bit. <laughs> but uh, then he's going to make plays. And he's continuing, and he's going to continue to do that now. His next chapter in Tampa Bay. But when he was in New England, we all loved him and hated him for what he brought to the table, right? So it was just phenomenal because even in defeat, the man was constantly putting up numbers. You know, like tell my friend, the you know the Giants. Even with the Giants Super Bowl, in order for Eli to have the game-winning drive opportunity that he had to win the Super Bowl MVPs, by the way, that means he had to score. That means that New England was leading. So that means Tom Brady was taking the offense down the field and putting up points. Yeah. Like he normally and accustomed does all the time. On the back job. So job. He basically he did his job whether he was losing or winning. And shout out to Tom Brady. I hate you. Big June Smokers Line podcast. But I respect you at the same time, man. You know what I'm saying? Salute, man. Yeah, like, like I said, that game, I was thinking, you know, just one run play. You know, just go after the time, burn the burn the clock, burn the clock. But that's why a lot of people saying like Matty Ice, he's not elite because even though they told you know they told you what play to run, you should be able to call that audible. You oh, know what? We're not gonna do this. Let's run the ball yeah. because to me, like you passing the ball, you could still there's a chance for interception. Like you said, we always in the right spot at the right time. And that's how shit they go just, our way they just for the got, most part. Just can't, you can never get conservative when you're playing against a, uh, Brady and Belichick. And, and that's a fact. And then everybody in the NFL and all those fans and all the smokers lines, we all know that. Get that boy the ball back with a chance to win the game. It's a good opportunity, a great chance that he's going to win the game. You know, we all seen it. We all witnessed this. So we know what it is. It is what it is, man. You know, and that's coming from a disgruntled mm-hmm. bit of Jetta fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad you out the division, man. <laughs> And even in that next Super Bowl, like you said, even in the loss, he still shows his greatness because putting up the most yards in a loss for 505 yards. Don't quote me on that. I, I'm pretty sure it was, though. And it even came down to the last, a Hail Mary, where Gronk had it in his hands. But, you know. And he gave himself enough time to get the throw off. You know why? Speaking of the numbers that he put up in the feet, just spit out the numbers that he gave us as a fan and as an enemy. Okay. Throughout the whole career, let, let Smokers not know what your man Brady was about. All right, so the most, uh, for, for the season, for regular season, most pass attempts, 9,988 pass completion of 6,377 yards. On um, completion co- uh, percentage, 63.8. TD to Intel, 541 to 179 
Passing yards, 74,571. Passer rating of 97.0. Rush yards, 1,037. Can't fuck with Joe. <laughs> well, which funny that you mentioned that because what was his, how many um, TDs he rushed for? Uh, 20? 20, yeah. It was 20? Which Brady had. Um, Brady had 22. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because he's the best um, at the quarterback sneaking. So yeah, every time we at the is. line. Yeah, he definitely is. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll give it to him. But the I'm quarterback doing that better than them. Yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Cool. But he definitely wasn't a mobile, better mobile quarterback yeah. than um, um, Joe Cooper. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Joe was really that mobile, but he was just... He made the plays with his feet when he had to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he yeah. bought enough time. And that's what good quarterbacks do. That's what great quarterbacks do. You know, Brady was good at that as well. And there were certain things that, you know, they benefited. You know, the tuck rule and you know, all this other crazy shit. That, that, that the snowstorm against Oakland and the playoffs. Yeah. You know, it's just certain things that as us as fans, you think of and you be like, you know, they benefited the most out of certain situations that, you know, made you despise them for a certain reason. Like, oh, you know, the Patriots always get the benefit of the doubt. You did the Cowboys when they got that call. So, you know, you start to end the, the resentment and then you add the fact that I'm a Jet fan. So you say, you know what, fuck these niggas, B. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> now nah, I agree with the freaking Deflating the footballs. That's another thing. Fucking um, spy gate. Spy gate. It's, it's a lot of things that go on with these dudes, and it's just like you know, you don't know whether it's true or not. And no one thing that I do know about Bill Belichick, the man's a genius. That he is. Might be a dickhead, but he's a genius. And I'll tell you what, this is some guy that looks at the rule book, understands the rule book, and will use it to his advantage. So he's like, he bends, but never breaks the rule, allegedly, according to him. So now he got a little bit of taste of his own medicine, right? Because when the Tennessee Titans knocked him out of the playoffs, Mike Rabel was doing stuff that he learned under Bill Belichick's watch, right? So he learned, that was like, hold up, it's... Daniel's son actually gonna beat Mr. Miyagi? Yeah, he did. And by the way, I won 1786. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he did take a page out of that book. You no, know, because the man's a genius. Why not? If you if you're learning and you're gonna take something, you might as well take from the greatest. That combination, that that two, that combo will grow down as arguably the greatest one-two punch quarterback head coach tandem in NFL history. You know what I'm saying? Because you imagine if they didn't lose those Super Bowls that they did. Or could you imagine if the span they had in between Brady's career where he didn't reach a Super Bowl from his last Super Bowl appearance, that it was a little number that he didn't reach it. But for him to reach that level again after a certain time in the course of his career is phenomenal. Because remember, after he won the first couple of Super Bowls, he didn't really, they were competitive. They were controlling the AFC East. Yes, they was, but they never was dominating in the playoffs like they had in the prior run that he had, you know? So when he reached that next level, and then he started getting back to the Super Bowl, you know, late in his career, which was phenomenal. Just think about it. You got, when he played the Eagles, even in the feed, the numbers were phenomenal late in his career. The Atlanta comeback, phenomenal. The Seattle game, he had to make plays in order for them to get a chance to get do what they do. He always shined. Now, I don't feel like I'm riding your man's coattail. So, I'm going to give you a little perspective of why I feel Joe, to me, uh, at least to me, 
it's always going to have this slight edge. I'm going to give you this right here. And I'll let you get back to your numbers. But I'm going to say something real fast for Smokers Nuts Podcast. It's one thing y'all need to know, right? The errors they played was totally different. You know what I'm saying? Because when Joe Montana suited up and was behind center, you know, you had madmen like Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, and real beastly dudes coming, and they were breaking niggas' legs, and then there wasn't the rules, and, and there wasn't no generosity towards the quarterback. How it is now, it's a quarterback-friendly league. You can't breathe on a quarterback. Could you imagine Tom Brady getting away with some of the pros, the throws and plays he made it in, in that era, in the Joe Montana era? Because you had to be strong physically to compete in that time, mentally as well. Think about it. Joe Theismann got his leg broken by Lawrence Taylor. Could you even imagine this day and age on the Tom Brady era, any quarterback sustaining an injury so gruesome at the hands of another defender? Because sometimes you got, you know, you, some guys get the freak injury, you know, and sometimes you hit someone and, you know, their body parts will go somewhere, but it wasn't intentional. It wasn't so vicious how it was when Joe Montana did. Like I was mentioning earlier with you, you know, when we was talking with the hit in the playoffs that propelled the Giants. I think he broke his fingers, two fingers or something like that. But Joe Montana was a strong guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he competed in the era that, you know, you really have to be mentally and physically strong. Could you imagine these guys just on a constant basis taking the beatings that they take? It's not like now. It's now you push the quarterback and you push them, the hand is too high or close to the helmet, the flag is coming out. You know what I'm saying? It felt like... But at that time, in that era, it was almost like jail ball. Like, no blood, no call, no flag. You know what I'm saying? See, that's something that I always going to give Joe the edge off the strength for that. Numbers-wise, as I hear the numbers you've been spitting out, I understand and I agree with you that Tom Brady is, you know, the second greatest quarterback of all times. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Joe, 4 no in the Super Bowl. Three-time Super Bowl MVP. You know what I'm saying? So when the lights were shine and brightest, and he was there and he stepped it up same way your man Brady did but you know it's similar to the LeBron Jordan when it all comes down to it it's all about performance and winning so when you have one man who's 6-0 and and another guy's 3-6 and really it's not competition there's really no debate like the Jets and Patriots now I'm saying 4-0 and 6-3 you know it's phenomenal he made it there 9 times you know, great, no doubt. But my man made it four times and four and oh, with three Super Bowl MVPs too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're not talking about Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Joe Montana. You feel me? No shout out. You shout out to Eli Manning and the New York Giants. I don't want to sound like a hater, even though I hate them too. But that wasn't Eli on the field. You feel me? So Joe was special. Joe cool. And and and, and you know, listen. Even when he went to Kansas City. He came up one game short. He went to the, took him to the AFC Championship game. Might have been the last time they went to the, to the AFC Championship game prior to Patrick Mahomes leading them. So you understand that he changed the uniform, but he still was performing at a high level. You understand? Because Joe Montana took the Kansas City Chiefs to the AFC Championship game. That's a whole different organization, a whole different defense that was lining up, the whole different offensive that he didn't know. That he adapted to, but to off the strength, talent, or pure talent and knowledge, he guided them and leaded them and took them where they wanted to be. And he fell short one game with the Super Bowl. Now, as a Patriot fan, you witnessed it, you enjoyed it, but now a new era is in day. 
So I want to see, and I look forward to seeing what he does in Tampa Bay. And I know you do too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, now that he's now with Belichick, like he can really prove to see if he is the greatest of all time. And I know he's like, I say he's past his prime. You know, like he keep, he can't really take, you know, just people off the stands. Like before when they used to say like, oh, you could just throw anybody in there and he'll uplift them. Like now he really needs that talent around him to go with the knowledge that he got. Yeah, but look where he landed at. You got arguably top 20 wide receivers on each side of the field for him. On one side, you got Mike Evans, who I think is the top five wide receiver. Somebody proved me wrong. For sure. On the other side, you got Godwin, who's an up-and-coming wide receiver, making noise. Let's not forget, he got his safety blanket with him, too, now, because you got your man Gronk suing up over there. And you still have O.J. Howard, the young tight end they drafted yeah. a couple of years ago, who's talented. So you mix that in, and like I mentioned in the other episode, they drafted the running back that catches passes out the backfield to compliment Brady. So he knew what he was getting himself into when he went to Tampa. Now, I looked at it, I said, you know what? It looks real nice. It looks great on paper. Oh, yeah. But now we want to see how it plays out. You feel what I'm saying? I know you want to see how it plays out. And I know I do. I know everybody wants to. Oh, and I feel, I'm going to say right here, listen, Smokers Lounge, this is your boy, Big June. I'm telling you, I'm going to do a Jim Fossil right now. I'm going to put all my chips on the table. You know what I'm saying? If Tom Brady does win a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he is and will go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. I will say that, and I will give him that. But as of right now, my man Joe, stubbornly, ignorantly, however you want to call me, to me, is number one. But if he does pull it off in Tampa, wins another Super Bowl without Belichick, he has to be the greatest. Hands down, without a doubt. You feel me? I'm going to give him that. But that remains to be seen, and we look forward to finding out. If there is an NFL season, by the way, with this fucking crazy pandemic, it just doesn't want to go away. I know. This has been lingering around for like more than half a year already. Like, we don't know what to expect and all that, but what we do know here in Smokers Lines, but we're going to discuss this, we're going to debate, and, you know, Sometimes we might not agree, and that's cool. That's that's the nature of the sport, and that's the nature of the business. But what we do agree on that we love the NFL, and we wanted to come back, and we're looking forward to come back as fans, and us as fans are looking forward to see what Tom Brady does in a new uniform in Tampa. And you, as a Patriot fan, or are you still a Patriot fan? No, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> okay, a Patriot fan. Okay, you still riding? Oh, you know what? Here's the thing that we're done. Because we all, you know, Tom Brady and this. Well, let's, let's give a little bit to the, your team a little bit. They're still going to be competitive. It's still their division to lose. You still have Belichick there, right? For the year, the season that Brady was out, they still played at a high level. They almost made the playoffs under Matt Castle, right? They finished with a winning record. So when you got Bill Belichick still calling the plays, you know it's still a winning environment. Now, the new head coach that Brady's under, it's an offensive genius as well. So he likes to throw the ball, a lot of downfield throwing and all that. And he's been fortunate to coach Peyton Manning and Phillip Rivers and a couple other, you know, prolific quarterbacks. But now, quote unquote, the second greatest quarterback of all time. 
just landed in Tampa. You feel me? <laughs> so now, could you imagine with the weapons at his disposal, the numbers that he should put up? Because they said, you know, by his standards, his numbers were down. It was a down year. The age was catching up to him and all that. But you got to remember, look at the dudes that were in whiteouts for New England. And then Edelman missed a couple of games. Grunk retired. So his, his blankets and his security were gone. So of course the numbers are going to go down. But is he really in the downhill to the point that, you know what, Belichick knew something that we didn't know and felt comfortable giving the reins to this young dude or and, and Cam Newton, Mr. Uh, Flamingo. Superman. Yeah, whatever you want to call him <laughs> somewhere with his stupidity outfits he wears. But um, that's something that, you know, makes you think like, well, you know, obviously Brady, Belichick must know something, right? Well, me, Big John, Smokers Lounge, Mach, keep it real. I think your man Brady gonna come out, son to prove. I think he got a lot left in the tank. If Tampa Bay could protect him and they made some moves, fixing the offensive line as well for him through the draft, through the free agency, it's gonna be an interesting year. And you know, I did an episode called Does the Buck Stop Here? And I asked y'all who you think is gonna take over the NFC South now that Brady's down there. You know, you got Matty Ice or Matty Melt, you know, you got Drew Brees down there, you know what I'm saying? And you know, Carolina and their situation, so you don't know what to expect. But now you add Brady to the equation. And then you know, again, arguably the second greatest quarterback of all time going down there to that division. It's you know, it just got real. It just got real. You feel me? It's like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like come on, man. There's no way. There's no way. So just like you think about it. Now, with this season, if we have a season, me as a Jet fan, I'm I'm happy. I'm not claiming the division yet because the Buffalo Bills look great and they continue to make great moves. So, you know, with us, it's always a circus and a soap opera. So, you know, with Brady and, and, and Montana, at least with Joe, you know, they say he had Jerry Rice. Okay. But when Brady had Moss, wasn't that one of the greatest seasons ever in his life, in his career? It's probably his best. His best? Like Even though, season, yeah. you know what? Taking it back to that season, I actually rooted for the Patriots to win that Super Bowl against the Giants because when when you ever get to see perfection, you know, not me talking as a Jet fan, I was just as a fan, as an NFL fan. When will you ever see a team win every game and the season per perfection? I wasn't watching football when the Miami Dolphins did it and they didn't do it with the numbers that New England did it because they finished the season, what, 18 and 1? Yeah. No, nobody had the Giants winning that Super Bowl. Wait, the Dolphins? I mean, no, when the, when the Patriots won, lost the Super Bowl to the Giants, they finished this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The Dolphins ended the season with they didn't have 16, exactly. So that was two extra games. And then, you know, that game was a hard fought. No one expected the Giants to do that. Shout out to them. Shout out to Eli. Shout out to that nigga Plaxico Barris for making them plays and all that when they had to. The nigga David Tyree with the glue on his helmet. You know, I know yeah. what you was doing, nigga. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, though. It's, it's just that, 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 that level. So now we were fast forwarding it now to 2020. And it, there's no Eli Manning in the equation. There's no Peyton Manning in the equation. Shit, Joe Montana's like a fucking an ancient Roman man right now in this yeah, conversation. Yeah. But Tom Brady's still at play. 
So I want to salute the nigga. Congratulate you on going a great, illustrious career and arguably being the second greatest quarterback in NFL history until you win that second championship under a different head coach, under a different uniform. And then my man Joe didn't win it. Yeah, he didn't. You're right, he didn't. But he was 4-0 with three Super Bowls. And the era he played in and the era that you played in, you know, if you don't believe me, you can Google the tapes. You know what I mean? Go check it out on YouTube and all that, man. Check out the defenses and the, and the way they played. In that era, into this era, you know, and it, it, it just did. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, your match. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I agree with you with the era. Of course, it was way tougher, and you, you can see how it gradually started changing. Even when it led up to like when Ray Lewis was playing, there was still some hard hits. Um, where you had uh Chicago with Erlacher, um, Ed Reed on the Ravens with, with, with Ray Lewis. So it was still tough in, 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 um, in the beginning of uh, Brady's um, career. And that's actually who gave Brady the, uh, the most problems anyway, was the Ravens. Okay. Because they bumped them out the playoffs, what, like two times? Okay, so answer me this then. Was he playing at a high level when the physicality was still in the play? He wasn't. That his numbers was probably like the lowest. Not mediocre, they were average. Average. Okay. But what's average in the Tom Brady level? What's considered average? Cause you know, last year his numbers were great, but some considered that down. Actually, to keep it real, the first half, half of his career was probably below average. Cause even now when he's on his downside, supposedly, his numbers are a little bit better than the beginning of his career. Tom Brady, football career age like one. The older he got, the better he got. Yeah. And he dedicated himself to his craft and he kept chugging away and doing his thing. And shout out to him for his work ethic and all that. And he had some questionable with the guy, the, the quarterback guru and the regime that he had and all that. But it doesn't take away from his dedication to the game. Right. He's a student of the game and he continues to be a student of the game. And that's one of the things that I respect about Tom Brady. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to say that. The man put up numbers, man. Everything's...